Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of your Brains Coach podcast. My name is Angela Sharina. I'm your host, I'm your Brains Coach, and it is my job here to bring to you all the best, recent, cutting-edge, most useful, most profoundly insightful brain-body tools so you could use your brain, your body, in the best possible way to advance your course by making the best decisions and taking the most effective action. And today's podcast is all about taking the most effective action. What effective action means in our context today, I'll explain in a couple of minutes. But before that, I'd like to tell you a story how watching ducks taught me a business lesson that I'm actually going to be applying this week. And that might have been a profound insight that I have not seen for my entire life. And that's why um, I failed more times than I could have in other ways. Well, that's just the theory for now. But the lesson felt very profound and very like personal in my life. And that's how I decided I'm actually going to follow the advice brought to me by life and nature and ducks and walking in the park on Sunday morning. So on every Sunday, I try to dedicate my first couple of hours to just walking and thinking. And ideally, that walking is done in nature because that uh, nature has been shown to boost our uh, lateral thinking, our creativity. It relaxes our nervous system and it helps us to see more opportunities, more possibilities instead of seeing constraints or limitations, feeling uh, more stress that would usually happen in the city-like environment. So nature is amazing for boosting this out-of-the-box thinking and boosting our creativity and also giving us perspective on our life, what's been happening, what we want to create and uh, having this bird eye view on our life. So nature facilitates all of that. In research and studies, nature is just amazing biohacking tool when you know how and what for to use it. Like more big picture thinking, more creativity, more um, new insights and ideas. So each Sunday, I go out there and I dedicate an um, hour and a half or a couple of hours to walking and thinking. And then usually I come back home and I start planning and putting that into some sort of usable format or just capturing the ideas that came to me. Uh, very often, I would even have a notepad uh, with me there, um, pen and paper. Um, I definitely have something to capture my notes with, like my phone. But I also do prefer to have an opportunity to sit down and write my thoughts down. That being said, so I was there and I was sitting by this artificially created but very beautiful lake with lotus flowers uh, and there is like made by humans and very much new, but um, made look old, kind of like a water meal, uh, the ones you would see, I don't know, in some ancient movies uh, in some medieval times. Um, So again, lotus flowers, water, small water ponds and water pools and waterfalls. And there was a family of ducks, um, mom, dad, like you could see the dynamics. It was, you know, legit family. (laughs) Mom, dad making a lot of signs to scare off uh, some intruders. 
and there were three small babies, baby ducks. And um, this artificial lake is made that way that the edges from uh, a couple of sides are very high. And mom and dad, they got out of the pool of this artificially made lake, and they got out fine. You know, big dogs, they can fly. Babies, they're tiny babies. They can't even fly, and they have tiny, tiny legs. It's like they were just born. And the ledge of this lake, it was too high for them to to climb, and they couldn't fly yet. And so they were kind of stuck. So mom and dad was on that ledge and out, and they were kind of telling something to their small ducklings. But obviously the ducklings, all they could do is just swim around trying to get uh, on this ledge, but it was too high. Um, but there was an opening from the other side. It was lower and there was water opening so they could just swim out of there. So I wasn't worried that they would be stuck there, even though I tried to help, but the, you know, the ducks all got scared. Anyhow, I was watching them for quite a while, and and then there were two choices for the ducks. One was somebody, wait for somebody to help to take the ducklings out, and the other one was to swim around and to get to a point where the ledge was smaller and there was an opening. So it was much easier way to get to the same place where the parents' ducks were uh, by swimming around and then walking around. And so at that point, I was sitting there and I'm like, huh, maybe in my life I'm not getting a lot of results because I'm like those small ducklings trying to jump above my capacity at the moment. And so maybe I either need to ask for help for someone to put me up like I would do for the ducklings, or I need to find a way to go around that where the entry is lower. You get to the same place. You just have to find a way around that is easier to climb. And I was sitting there and thinking to myself, like, "Uh uh-huh, I might have been doing that, just trying to climb or jump too high, too high for my ability. And so now the takeaway for me was, okay, either look for help, ask for help, for insights, for guidance, for literally an opportunity. Because for most people, it's quite easy above you. It's quite easy for them to help. It doesn't even cost them that much. It might even not cost them more than like five, 10 minutes of their time connecting you with the right person. But it would change your life completely and change your business and everything. Or also trying to find uh, a side door that is easier to get into, not in the front door or front gate that might be too high and uh, too challenging at this point. So that was my lesson. And the how I'm going to apply it in my life now is that I'm going to A, ask for help more often in a way that also works for people. And also give something to them. People love helping each other. They just don't always understand what's a better way to do that and um, and what you're ultimately trying to do. And the second thing can be looking for side doors, not trying to jump in the front gate where nobody is really waiting for me or opening it for me, right? So those two things, looking for a side door, for a lower ledge to jump on or asking for help, those are the two things that I'm going to be applying in my life.
That being said, today is Monday, uh, Monday motivation. I woke up and not necessarily feeling like Monday and doing a lot of things. While walking to my gym, my gym is part of my routine, my walking, my gym, I do it without thinking. And I thought to myself, you know, we all need to figure out what makes us feel our best or gives us the potential to feel our best. Like for me, it's walking in the morning, it's exercising, it's doing something hard, like uh, doing some hard workout, and then having this feeling of power of confidence plus the dopamine flow, the endorphins, the serotonin, all this beautiful brain chemistry that is changed when we exercise. So do something that gives you that feeling of being closer to your best self. And then you're going to start the day in a much more inspired, accomplished, motivated state. And so the insight, if I were to sum it up in one sentence, was don't wait for the day to start you, meaning things to come together so you feel good and you do good, but instead start the day so it makes you feel good after. There is a lot more opportunity. There is a lot more capability and power in your hands around how you feel every day. So don't wait for the day to start for you, start the day for yourself. Find those things, a couple of things. One thing that when you do it each morning, it makes you feel so much profoundly different no matter where you started. Like for me, going to the gym at 5 a.m. Today, a friend of mine asked me, well, um, we were supposed to see each other at 7 a.m. And she's like, well, can you stop uh, later after your gym? I'm like, 7 a.m. is after my gym. <laughs> it's already kind of late for me. Uh, so anyhow, don't wait for the day to start you. Start the day instead. Figure out those couple of things that make you feel good, confident, motivated, powerful. Uh the, the next one I wanted to share with you is what I'm also going to be applying in my business and in my life. And on Sunday, I'm going to do an extending workshop with myself. Pareto Principle, the 80-20. So I'm working with a few entrepreneurs specifically on their productivity and effectiveness. And 80-20 rule, everyone understands it. Like, yeah, 20% of my efforts or my work or my products or my services... Uh, deliver 80% of results. But not so many people actually apply that to the scheduling of their activities. And that's where the biggest loss is for your potential or potential of any leader entrepreneur. And even I, well, I'm not saying I'm like the productivity expert, but I myself also have not done yet good enough job by applying fully that to my schedule. And that I'm going to correct on Sunday fully. But even this week, I'm going to be looking in all of my activities and just recording, okay, where do I spend all of my time, right? So 80-20, how do you apply to your schedule to be the most effective or get as close to your fullest effectiveness, delivering more results per unit of work, per unit of time, uh, more, whatever is the highest, get as close to that as possible. You figure out your most important goals, and there cannot be a lot of those. One to three important goals, let's say for your work, you might also, of course, apply it for your 
personal life, your fitness, one to three most important goals, and then list all the activities that you do throughout the week. And on a scale of one to 10, rate each activity, how much it contributes to your most important goals. One to 10, 10 is the highest, one is the lowest. How much is does each contribute to that goal? And then figure out like the higher number, maybe eight to 10 or seven to 10, and then leave in your calendar for the next months, last months of the year, guys, ramp up your effectiveness to prove to yourself that even in the last months of the year that is shorter and everyone is going to start taking vacations soon after the December 20th, even with that, if you maximize your effectiveness, prove to yourself and show to yourself how much you can accomplish. So let's finish the practice. Okay, you have one to three most important goals in work. Now you list all of the activities that are related to those goals and you rate each activity on a scale from one to 10. 10 is the highest. How much result from your perspective, from your past, from your history, does each of this activity contribute to those goals? And then choose the like 7 to 10 or 8 to 10, even better. Choose the highest rated activities and only do them. The rest, delegate, cancel, postpone, delay. Focus only on the highest rated activities, the ones that give you most return on your investment of time, of effort, of work. That's how you apply Pareto principle to your schedule, to your work, to have the ability to maximize the effectiveness of every single one of your hour and to make, to spread, to stretch those 20% of activities that give you 80% of results and see how actual results in your business, in your career, gonna jump forward. That's exactly what I'm gonna be doing. And again, on Sunday, I'm gonna be also doing an extending workshop, looking through all the activities that I'm gonna record this week to figure out, okay, what did that do for my business this week? What did do the what did that do? And then I'm gonna leave only the highest uh, rated activities, the ones that bring you the most results. And the last but not least for our effectiveness and productivity Monday, I want to share with you another insight that might help you a lot to create more in less time, to create more with less work. A lot of people, especially entrepreneurs who are always exploring and figuring out the best ways, wanting to try a lot of things, a lot of people in general who want to do things, have a lot of projects. But that might be the exact thing that doesn't allow you to jump to the next level. Very often, we need to explore and then focus and exploit only one thing, the one thing. And because it's logical to think that when we focus all of our energy, attention, and resources on just one thing, we're going to deliver a lot more results than if we just spread out. In fact, mastery, great results, outstanding results, excellence are not possible without focus if we just spread ourselves thin on everything. So focus. And a lot of us entrepreneurs, a lot of people uh, who want to do a lot of things, we struggle with focus. I struggle with focus. And it's something that I need to improve on myself a lot. And I always remind myself of this very 
profound neuroscience-based truth that helps me to focus these days. Focus follows clarity. Focus follows clarity. What it means is the more clarity you create around any goal, the more easy it's going to become for you to focus all of your energy and resources on that. Like, for example, yesterday I needed to put up two pages for team training, high-performance teams, and for executives and entrepreneurs leaders. So two pages, one-on-one, and uh, those are trial workshops. I call them test drives. And at first, it was like so complex and so vast and overwhelming in my head. I'm like, well, how do I do that? What do I, do I need to put first, second? You know, I need to create, create design the whole page. It's, it sounds so complex. But then I sat down and on a piece of paper, I wrote down, okay, what do I actually need? The minimum viable product for my page to, to be up and running. I'm like, okay, it has to have a name, the product, like executive coaching test drive. It has to talk to a specific audience, so I name that audience in the first passage. It has to talk to pain points, like what the problem am I solving with this specific training? Why do people want to sign up? What people get during this test drive 60-minute session? By the way, all of that is available and up and running on brainbreakthroughcoach.com, executive, effective executive test drive, 60-minute session, and um, effective team training, training for effective execution, training for ambitious teams. So all of that on brainbreakthroughcoach.com. Check it out. It's under test drive. But back to my plan. Okay, what do people get on the session? And then call to action, schedule our call, and then after that, a little bit about me because people love knowing who they actually going to spend time with and why they should care, why they should dedicate their time working together to me. I thought, okay, I'm like, here I have six points and let me just put them up one by one. So I created the name, named the avatar or whom I'm speaking to, busy executive entrepreneur, overbooked, wanted to get more return investment on their time. Pain points, having a lot of things to do, but not having enough time to do all of them, feeling overwhelmed instead of clarity and of execution and ease of execution. So those are some pain points. Uh, what do people, then there is a picture representing that overbook executive entrepreneur. Uh, then there is what people get and button to schedule a call and a little bit about myself. And in 30 minutes, I put one page up. In the next 20 minutes, I put the second page up because it just got easier. So the takeaway was when you have absolute clarity about what needs to get done, what the result you want to achieve, what the vision you want to create for your life, let's say for the next month and then for the next year, you'd be surprised how much faster you're going to work through all the actions that are needed to make things work. So focus follows clarity. What are you actually trying to achieve? Maybe not in 5-10 years, you cannot really have crystal clarity there. But for the next month, for the next week, for the next day, 
What are you trying to achieve? Create crystal clarity around that and you'll be surprised how much more focus you'll have and no social media of invitations to go somewhere will distract you when you have a focus, when you have really crystal clarity around the thing that you're building, the results that you are achieving today, in a week, in a month from now. So focus follows clarity. And procrastination, if you have hard times getting started, back to the ducks, lower the bar. You lower the bar, you get things started, you get results, you get more dopamine, you get more motivation, and you can jump over bigger ledges. That's about it, guys. Hope you found a lot of insights here about how you can approach your work to make it more effective, how you can approach your schedule to be more effective and get more return on your time, return on investment of your time, of your energy, of your money, of all of the other resources, not least of which is your cognitive resources, your thinking, your ability to create ideas and innovate and solve problems and come up with solutions. All of that, those are limited resources. So think about the 80-20. Where is my 20 that brings me the 80 and how can I maximize it? And start with your schedule. What are the 20% of activities? And maybe even do it like I'm doing it right now. Write down all the activities as you go during this week. And then on Sunday, sit down and look at those activities, how many hours you spend on each and what results you actually got. And you'll be surprised um, about what activities are actually effective, what activities actually move the needle forward versus what you think is effective and moves the needle forward. So that is Pareto. And for me personally, maybe it's also true for you. Are you like those small ducklings trying to jump too high all at once? Well, heck, asking for help isn't all that bad at all. We, all people actually you admire, they got some help. They got some collaborations, some partnerships that moved them faster than they could by themselves. Well, also look for side door. Look for the lower latch because at the end it will get you to the same place, but it will be possible versus just trying to jump over that high latch and struggling and struggling and struggling and struggling. So side door or helping hand that elevator, it actually works for a lot more people than you think. If you're finding value in this podcast, don't forget to share this podcast with at least one person who will benefit, who might be also stuck in their business, in their personal life, in their fitness. Share this podcast with them to help them think differently and to help them find a solution. Screenshot it, share it on Instagram, on X, on threads, or Whatever you share stuff with people like WhatsApp or Telegram, please do share. Also, rate, review this podcast to help us reach a lot more people, a lot more ears. That means a ton to me and that will mean a ton to people who listen to this podcast because you share it, because you reviewed, because you rated the podcast. So let's help each other to fly higher because why not? 
Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Start your day. Don't wait for day to start you. And I'll talk to you very soon. By the way, stay tuned on Wednesday. We're going to do a book study, Hidden Potential by Adam Grant. Pick it up for our book club.